What is up, everybody? Mark on the mic here, joined by my good friend, Mr. Ryan Muckenhern. Now, if you've listened to the podcast before, which we hope you have, if you know anything about my good friend, Ryan Muckenhern, he loves Tikas. And one thing that he loves about Tikas is the Tika action. And I will say, it is pretty sweet, Ryan. It's about as good as it gets. Let's let's talk about this thing that's coming on, you know, a pretty modestly priced factory gun. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull the, I got the chamber flag in here. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm yeah, pulling the flag, I'm pulling the pen. Just for those watching who are in oh. question, there's no cartouches in that magazine. We'll just leave the magazine out. Yeah, we'll just leave it out. But this yeah. is a significant talking point later. It is, yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk, let's go back to the... Uh, your, what's your origin story with the Tika action, Ryan? Well, Tikas, for me, always represented a pretty special rifle because they've always been very economically minded mm-hmm. um, for, for those pursuant of a new rifle. And when I worked in a gun shop way back when, when I was a lad, uh, we carried Tikas. And I, I always thought it was interesting that people would pick them up, look at them, they'd run the action, of which really there is no other factory action that has the same feel the same smoothness, slickness, not, nothing like that. Or they'd be like intrigued and curious about it, but then they look Tika or Tika, and then they'd see Finland on there and be like, never heard of it. They'd put it back down and then go pick something else What up. year is this? So that would have been like 2005. Okay. Yep. And, and a lot of people just, they just didn't hook up right away. I feel like, you know, about that time, I'd say probably less so nowadays, but I mean, Browning, Winchester, yeah. Remington, you know, those would probably be like the core of what you might, you know, pick from. Yep. And they're all great rifles. Still not, still not, to this day. Still to this day, yeah. You know, and, and if you've you've listened to me harp before, not that I'm trying to put any bias out there. So I try not to do that. But if I am buying a factory rifle in a factory chambering, there's about a ninety nine percent chance it's gonna be a Tika T three X. You always not always. You often go that route. They're pretty tough to beat, man. You know, looking at it, Ryan, hand, hand, hand oh, it yeah, over. Please. Yep. Give me the gun. Like you said, I mean, they're so smooth, you can't help but want to run it. And another yeah. thing that I like about them, you know, like the bolt here, like you're like, oh, is that a little bit loose? What's going on there? And correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, mm-hmm. but it seems like to me, like when you run this bolt, you can't you can't run it you can't run it wrong. Bind it, try. Exactly. Yep, can't be done. I mean, like I'm putting a ton of pressure on that. I'm still able, to, and the, I just would never do. You know, it just it's practically automatic. It's not an automatic. It's a bolt action. B- bolt action automatic. It is fast. Yeah. Why is it so smooth? They just really know how to put guns together. The manufacturing process is phenomenal. Very simple design, you know, one-piece bolt body, bolt handle snaps in, I guess. We'll call that two-piece in, maybe. The manufacturing process is, is simplified. Curiously enough, there's only one action length in a Tika T3 or a T3X. That's one thing I wanted to bring up. Yep, there's yeah. only one. It is the action. So that houses a smattering of cartridges from 204. Uh, one time they did up to a 338 wind mag. I don't think they have 338 anymore. But 204 to 300 wind mag. Yeah, they kind of. it's almost... Uh... When I was looking at it, it's like longer than a short action, mm-hmm. shorter than a long action, but just kind of accommodates everything. Yep. It's a pretty cool concept. Oh, it's super cool. And it's not- I it's, bet for them, from a manufacturing standpoint, boy, that's nice, right? Very, very easy to control. 
I'm going to go to the website here. Keep keep yeah. talking. Keep. So I, I guess here's what attracted me to the Tika action. One, it's feel. It's a very svelte rifle, right? So when you okay, yeah. when you manipulate the action, it is glass smooth. Mm-hmm. And and I've always found that super endearing. Two, the trigger, the out of the box trigger. If you've ever adjusted a factory Tika trigger, and, and we don't have this gun apart to show this part, but there's a trigger adjustment screw, and there's a screw that holds the trigger pack into the bottom of the receiver. This acts as an over-travel stop. You can only adjust the screw so far so as not to escape the uh, manufacturer's minimum for mm-hmm. poundage. Mm-hmm. And even at its maximum, where it's factory set, which is about three and a half pounds, it is the proverbial glass rod when it breaks. You can dial that trigger back to about a pound and a half, pound and three quarter. And it's just no. They are sweet. No creep, no take up, rock solid back wall. It is, it is, it is a match grade trigger in a box stock gun. Do you think you could demonstrate that for the cameras here, Ryan? Would people be able to be able to tell that? The, the trigger? Yeah. That, that glass wall? Yeah. Sure. Or the glass rod, excuse me. So two position safety. We'll get to this in a little bit too. No creep, no take up, just break. It's like, it's like it's actuated electronically it's not but it's reminiscent of feel also of note they come i guess you know cut to accept a proprietary ring yes, yes that is one way to do it that's the the tika dovetail of which there are rings available from Saco tika or you go to breda usa to their web store you can buy their their rings there um, you can also get rings from warren mm-hmm. um, here in the u.s and there's another smattering of other manufacturers that will integrate to that rail uh, but they, they didn't want to make that the only means. I was going to say, you're not limited to no, that, though. No, you're not. So a multitude of holes drilled and tapped on the top of the receiver. Um, you can accept a Picatinny rail. You can put Leopold standard bases on here, which I'm also a big fan of. Um, I run a lot of tally ultralights. You can key those into the top of the receiver. If you want to run a pick rail, you can run any you know number of rings that are Picatinny or Weaver compatible. Um, no sweat. And so you, you've got a lot of options for mounting platform securely. On top of this, some Tikas, depending on what factory configuration you get them in, will come with a Picatinny rail on it. Others will not. I didn't want to surprise you with a word. Or maybe I did. Maybe this is me with, you know, uh, like uh, plotting and scheming. It's like my subconscious wanting to, like, know a word that you don't know. But mm. actually, I really don't know this word. I'm on the website here, Ryan, oh. because I was reading about this. It says, Tika has long been working on how to make a bolt-action rifle smoother. We've been talking about that. We use broaching mm-hmm. to manufacture a key-shaped interior inside the receiver. That sounds really cool. I don't know what they're talking so about. So a broach is a tool that is pushed or drawn to remove material. So it goes in, cuts, pulls out as, it, as it's removed or pushed through. Okay. So think of it like a, a very long, generally speaking, very long cutting tool. Okay. And it does so with minimal tooling mark, minimal disruption, minimal finish work at the end. Sometimes not the fastest process, depending on how you do it, but often results in an outstanding product. We had a brooch at my previous employee. We used it for uh, broaching magwells. Oh, okay. Ours was huge. It was a very large brooch. Interesting. Yeah. It says here, additionally, the surfaces of the Teak receiver are tooled for a perfect finish, ensuring maximum user comfort. Yep. Very clean, very clean bolt. So this was supposed to be about the action more so than it was a rifle. Now, I, can, I, can I get into that? I'm very excited. Into the action or the rifle? The action. Well, I'm gonna. So they make some pretty bold. They make some pretty like bold claims on their website. Sure, here. sure. But like, 
I'm like, yeah, that's true. Speed like, of they're not, I don't think they're unfactual. It just says, you know, best in class bolt movement. I agree. I probably agree. Minimal audio signature. Not necessarily, not something that I've, I guess, thought of as a big consideration. Do, are they highlighting the stock in that respect? Tika bolt action moves silently without giving away your presence. Oh. You know, I've never had that problem in the field. If I'm running my bolt, it's on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The gig is up. Yeah, right. Something's happened. Yes. Um, Either we forgot or... <laughs> which I, we, I, I bet we and I both have done that. We, I just said we and I. We and I. Oh, yeah. or we. We you and could I. Just, you could uh, shorten it up yeah. there. Rapid successive loading and firing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I would... They're, they're you fast. can run those bolts pretty quick. So Fast guns. Okay. Have we missed anything on the action itself? I, mean, uh, couple, I, I, I like the way I like the way you pull the bolt. Yeah, that's so, easy. So we've got a, a side bolt release. You see these on a lot of kind of newer custom rifles, and this isn't anything new. Mm-hmm. This is probably if we look at if we look at guns of your turn of the century, they had a side bolt release, mm-hmm. not unlike this, and just a super simple button here on the bolt stop, and pop it out of the way, and bolt comes out into your hand. Um, like I was talking about earlier, very robust bolt. Um, very clean, no nonsense, a gratuitous extractor. I was going to say anything unique about the extractor. No, not not really. Um, pretty, pretty in standard fashion for Tika and Sako, okay. uh, the way that they configure their extractors. Um, you know, plunger type ejector uh, in the bolt itself. Very I'd strong. say like petite bolt, but like robust bolt knob. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I don't know if I was yeah. going to describe it, I guess. Sure, it's felt. It's felt. Yes. Yeah. There's, you there's, mentioned the safety. What's going on there? So. If there's an annoyance that I have with the Tika, it is this safety. Really? Why? Yeah. Well, so this this I'm going to borrow from my hunting partner because he, he pointed this out to me as something I shouldn't like. And I guess either I don't like it or it's stuck in my head for a long time. With the safety on, this gun is locked out. So let's say let's say we're loaded. We get back to, or we get to a fence crossing or we get back to the rig or back to camp. And we want to, we want to safe this gun. The gun is locked out. I can remove the magazine very easily. Okay, magazine's out. But, but I still have a round in the chamber. I now have to disengage the safety. Remember my fundamentals of firearm safety. Sure. Open the bolt and eject the cartridge. Gotcha. His, and I agree with this. I, I think this could be a meaningful change maybe if, if there's some way to do it economically um, without disrupting the, the mechanical prowess that this firearm in action uh, represent a three-position safety of some kind or a provision to disengage the bolt while the safety mechanism is on would be pretty slick. There's mm-hmm. an aftermarket bolt shroud uh, available that is a three-position safety for the Tika T3 and T3X. Interesting. Yes. So it nullifies this as the primary safety mechanism, and then we have like a wing type on the back here, very European, and then that has a three-position in it. So we have a, a, a bolt manipulation, but safety engage position in the middle, full lockout on one side, and then go to fire on the other. But this is my only bugaboo with this system is I'm locked out until I disengage the safety and then I can, I can open the action that has not presented a problem for me. Right. It's just always something I'm very cognizant of. Cause like when, when I have to push that forward, like usually it's because I'm going to fire the weapon. And so the Correct. Like, okay, well practice cognizance and safety, make sure it's pointing in the safe direction, open it up. Small annoyance. Yeah. So I would say now I'm, very used to a system like that. Sure. My my old A bolt operates the same yep. way, and so which we've talked about ad nauseum. So I apologize, but um, similar operating. So to me, like in some ways, I'm, man, that's how you operate a bolt action rifle. Sure, you know. Yep. But I can see where you're coming from. I like the position of it. Yep. And I like 
you know, the way you access it. Yep. But, uh, okay, you were, you wanted to mention some other things. The action itself. So here, I thought here's, that's what we were doing. Well, kind of. I, you know how I get about the rifles. So the action, they're so well done, and their their manufacturing processes are so buttoned up that now a lot of these major barrel manufacturers have identified them as oh, consistent yes. enough to allow a prefit. So what is that to me as somebody who likes utilitarian or unique firearms both? Well, if I want to do something fun on a Tika, which I've done a couple times now, I have an action. I can get a prefit from many of the major barrel manufacturers. Mm-hmm. And and not not like a Remage style prefit, or I shouldn't call them Remage because that would mean like Remington exclusively. We'll call it a a uh, barrel nut prefit where I use a uh, an adjustable barrel nut to provide tension and, and lock that, that barrel into headspace. You can get a shouldered barrel. So you spin that barrel off, put another one on, put it to the proper foot pounds of torque, and we're good to go. We're in headspace and we're safe. I mean, that really is amazing. Now, yeah. I'd say, like you said, to do something fun because these rifles, I mean, you shoot these in various forms, yep. you know, different Tikas here at Vortex, extremely accurate ridiculously accurate like almost to the point where like i mean you, you definitely can have com- compelling reasons to switch out the barrel for one reason or another sure. but the necessity to do so is not present in my opinion and experience so we probably have between our our experience group that ruben's on and, and travis vogel's on and uh, the guys where they go around the countries to different dealerships and events and put on uh, trainings and, and shoots and things like this. They are Tika heavy on that side. We on the consumer sales team use Tikas for all of our range certification and, and testing programs. And then there's a few others in throughout. Um, and then a lot of us own them personally for hunting. I have yet to see a Tika factory gun break a minute of angle, period. Right. When we got our T3, we have a 300 wind mag that we use as our heavy tester. If we've got a customer that wants it um, tested on a little higher recoiling system, we use this 300 wind mag. We got the rifle in. I ran down to the 100-yard uh, the line with, with a customer scope in hand, and I've never fired this rifle, period, ever. It's like fresh out of the box. I put a pick rail on it. I put a scope on it. I degreased the bore with an alcohol swab prior to, this, to firing it. But I fired 12 rounds. My largest group went like .467 or .437 or something. And that was with uh, Hornady ELD match, 300 wind mag. I mean, my largest three-round group in the point fours. Uh, yeah, I mean. Bonkers. Bonkers accurate. We had two six fives. They were CTRs, which is a variant of the rifle, that we replaced the barrel at a little over 6,000 on one and a little over 5,000 on the other. What cartridge? 6.5. Maybe you said that already and yeah. I just missed it. Yeah. And catch up here. 6,000 and 5,000. I have the barrels in my desk drawer, and I want to have them milled off so I can examine the bore. And you switched them out because you were you noticed a degrade in accuracy at that point? We noticed that they were starting to get a little unstable under thermal load. So okay. we used to be able to shoot them, you know, 15 times or so. And then, you know, either the mirage would be too much that we couldn't shoot through it, or we'd start to see the effects of a thermal load on the barrel. And that was about what we expected for probably 4,000 rounds. And then they started to tailor or taper off a bit quicker so we'd get like seven rounds down we'd have to let the gun cool a bit pick it back up so in the sake of expediency we want a gun that was thermally resilient now i could have cleaned the barrel maybe that would have made a difference 
at 6,000 plus change rounds, that barrel didn't owe us a thing. Yeah. So what did we do? We spun the barrels off. We had some prefits. We spun the barrels on. And it's that simple. So they represent an ex- exceptional builder action as well. So we, we reap the benefits of having a trigger system out of the box ready to go. So I don't have to buy a $200 or $300 replacement trigger because the triggers, you know, bang up awesome. The action is, of course, brilliant. It supports a variety of, of ring mounts or rails or accessory mounts, etc. Um, and they're prefit compatible. And the aftermarket stock options that you can get now, Macmillan, Manners, AG Composites, which I run a lot of, Ellen Carlson, and then a number of manufacturers coming up here and there um, mm-hmm. make Tika specific fitment. I think it's absolutely brilliant. They are a detachable box magazine gun, which I think in a perfect world, I would have a gun that had a hinge floor plate just because I like the simplicity of that. And I can't lose a hinge floor plate. Right. But their, their DBM, when you hold it, is pretty uninspiring. It's a, a plastic magazine, a polymer magazine, and nothing about it seems great. However, it holds an adequate number of cartridges. It feeds in a single column, mm-hmm. and they feed like a sewing machine. And so... It's very unassuming, because when you pick it up, like... It, I remember it, when I picked one of these up for the first time, I was like... Well, Aztec. Yeah. yeah. But... They're, they're my favorite detachable box magazine. They're economical. They're about 40 bucks for a replacement. You can get them in a number of different configurations. You can get them extended. You get This is a flush fit standard. Lightweight. Very. Svelte. Yep. Here, here's, a, here's a fun trick. You'll notice that magazine says M+. Mm-hmm. There's S, M, M+, and then there's, um, what do they call it, L for long. Mm-hmm. The magazines are specific for the cartridges that you feed in them. That's one way they've kind of accommodated the st- single action length, right? Yep. Yep. Correct. Okay. Maybe explain so, that. So you, I guess that's where you were going. All the magazines are the same, just with a stopper in the back. And then they might have a little bit of uh, feed lip differentiation as well. But the stopper in the back will take up or expand the um, cartridge overall length capacity of the magazine itself. Okay. And then to accommodate a shorter cartridge or a longer cartridge, they have indexed bolt stops um, that are appropriate for that given series of cartridges so if we're shooting a 223 and this is a poor example because this is a 6.5 creedmoor and it's also short you'd have a bolt stop that would stop your bolt either here or further back depending on the cartridge length itself and facilitate you know proper stroke and then ejection of of cartridge itself so if i took for instance if i had a a 6.5 creedmoor or uh, any other short action cartridge with a standard bolt face and I decided, okay, I want to go from a 6.5 Creedmoor to a 280 Ackley. Okay. New barrel, mm-hmm. new magazine, new bolt stop. Oh. That's it. Okay. And the bolt stop, to change that out, is brilliantly simple. It comes out. They're inexpensive. They're available either from Tika or there's a couple aftermarket companies that are making bolt stops now. And I can do that. Now, what's really exciting is this company out of South Dakota, LRI, now makes drop-in bolts. So if I have a Tika that I, I've worn out the barrel on or I, I got a really good deal on it and it doesn't have a bolt face that matches the cartridge that I'm going to be shooting. Okay. Like I find a 204 Ruger Tika. It lived its life on a prairie dog town. The bore is just shot out. And I want to turn it into a 300 Wisdom. I go get a new bolt. One piece drop in bolt. Boop. Throw it in. Throw on a new bolt, spin on a new barrel and off you go. Yep. I can change the stock out to a variety of different stocks. I still do like this magazine, so I'm not worried about having to, 
you know, find a, a proprietary internal box magazine or a proprietary detachable box magazine. It's just a Tika magazine. Is there a provision or a way to, like, if you're like, well, yeah, but I'm going to put a different stock on there and I want to go with a hinged floor plate? To my knowledge, no. Okay. Yeah, not without some radical gunsmithing. And I'm not saying that's like some sort of deal breaker for me no. by any stretch of the imagination. No. But, um, man, I will say, you know, you get this rifle, fantastic rifle. I think it's going to treat you right. But it gives you, it affords you the ability down the road yeah. to be like, eh, maybe I feel like, you know, getting fun with it. Like, yep. yeah, we're going to snazz it up a little. We're going to put a different stock on it. We're going to put a different barrel on it. Yep. You can get And I, I guess that's not incorrect. You know, you can do that with other rifles as well. Sure. But, um, but I'll tell you what. Having the ability to do a lot of it without costly machining practices, we don't have to thread and shoulder a barrel. We can get a prefit. It's mm-hmm. a done solution. It's With, a little more plug and play than some other options. I oh, guess. yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I guess that's what I was trying to get at. Knowing you know? like, so like the short mag, for instance, um, if there's one crux of the short mag, it's sometimes feeding inside of somewhat proprietary internal mm-hmm. box magazines or, or expensive aftermarket magazines for a given internal chassis system. Tika Magazine feeds 300 short mag like, you know, a gumball machine. Those never jam. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I They're known for their precision. Yeah, I couldn't think of something. I came up with a gumball machine. <laughs> it's really... That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Any time I, I secure a new Tika, and I did pick one up the other day. I'm going to pick another one up here pretty quick. I just I'm just super happy to know that one, I have a good out-of-box solution. Two, I have a solution that I can scale to, to my heart's content without incurring heavy fees at the gunsmith shop. You know, I need to be able to pull the barrel off, put a new one on, you know, check headspace with a headspace gauge instead of having to get tooled up and, and you know, map that receiver, blueprint it, and make sure the threads are cut correctly and shoulder it and install it. And this is a very simple operation. This is a very, very well thought out system and i don't even know that they had the aftermarket you know market in mind if you will i think they're just like yeah we built guns really good and it just we're reaping the benefits now as consumers because the receivers are so predictable that we can get an aftermarket barrel that just screws right on well i think you know because of that yeah you know it probably just drove that market yeah you know so cool man i dig it simply delightful i know the ones that i've shot down at the range have always you know, treated me right. Yep. Uh, did we, I don't think we missed anything. I think we got the, I think we ran yeah, the gamut. We did. Very good guns. Well, there you have it. We've yep. talked a lot about Tikas on the podcast before. Mostly you, Ryan. Sorry. Uh, but they've always been, uh, you know, compartmentalized parts of other podcasts. So this is our dedicated Tika action slash Tika rifle podcast. And uh, they're cool rifles. They so are. if you're considering a new rifle, maybe consider some of the things that we covered here today. Yep. And think about one of these. Just over 10 minutes too, Mark. Just over. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Ryan, as always. Yes. And uh, happy hunting and shooting. We'll See catch you. you on the next one.